Welcome, witches, to Witchcraft from A to Z. You're a good to witchy podcast for finding the magic hidden among the mundane. My name is Lana Bury, a practicing witch for over 15 years now, and I'll be your host this week. I just got back from celebrating Pride in Orlando this weekend, and it just so happens to land on our episode for the letter Q. So, of course, we must do an episode on queer witchcraft. This episode is all about the aspects of witchcraft that many of us are attracted to and how it all intersects with the LGBTQ community. Now, one thing about the witchcraft community that I and many others have noticed a long while ago is the heavy representation of the LGBTQ community in the witchcraft community. In fact, a Pew Research Center study in 2015 found that twice as many queer adults say they identify as a member of a non-Christian faith group such as paganism than the general population. It seems that when many organized religions and cultures around the world take away power from and discredit people they deem less than or other, those very same people gravitate towards communities that uplift, empower, and embrace those who don't fit the status quo. Enter the witchcraft, pagan, and alternative spirituality communities. Throughout history, those often accused and persecuted for witchcraft were those who didn't fit in society's binary and social norms, often affecting those who veered from gender norms, women who didn't follow society's plan for them, and those whose love was not accepted in society, Many derogatory terms used today to bring down folks in the LGBT community originate from terms used throughout history to talk about witches. Those who were part of a marginalized community were the frequent targets of these accusations because it vilified them, which reduced their power in society as they tried to fight against the unjust treatment and the lack of basic human rights and compassion. We can also see recent historical trends where mentions of and practices of witchcraft tend to surge during times in history when marginalized populations have felt powerless, and this is no coincidence. Our most recent surge coincided with the frequent lockdowns and societal distancing necessary to reduce the spread of COVID-19, but that also created a time of severe loneliness and powerlessness. Not to mention, the political structures based on Christian ideology put into place recently meant to take away the rights of already marginalized peoples. And so, many folks who felt incredibly disempowered and alone found their way into the witchcraft and pagan communities where other people who have been frequently rejected and othered by modern Christian society have gathered to create a community of acceptance and belonging for those who have felt the same. And even though the witchcraft community can be quite polarizing in some cases, it is a community where you can easily find people who you can connect with on some level without worry of following some societal standard. Witchcraft allows us to connect on deeper levels with others who reject societal norms and to build communities and friends that empower, build, encourage, and celebrate us. And contrary to popular belief, 
People who practice witchcraft and other non-religious spiritualities are not uncommon. Nearly one-fifth of Americans identify as spiritual but not religious. And I found that even in corporate America, witches are all around us hiding in plain sight. So never forget, you are not alone. Outside of empowerment, witchcraft holds spaces for practices, beliefs, and idols that don't follow standard gender norms. Though some do, one can find many spells, rituals, practices, and beliefs that are void of mentions of gender and that are blatantly queer in itself. I know a few deities that are gender-fluid, non-binary, intersex, gay, lesbian, pansexual, asexual, you name it, there is representation. So I think also the ability to have representation of yourself in the deities you follow is crucial to feeling accepted in a community and is a key factor in the prevalence of witchcraft in queer culture. Witchcraft also has a wonderful focus on inner healing and growth, which can be a great tool for those with religious, emotional, familial, or really any kind of trauma, as it creates daily practices full of self-love and self-care as you identify the self with the divine and the magical. It creates a space where one can reflect on that trauma and on themselves and focus on healing and getting past anything that may be holding them back from their potential for emotional, intellectual, or spiritual growth. If you're wanting to learn more about queer witchcraft in a little more detail than what I can go into because this is not something I regularly study, the following are a few books specifically about the subject of queer witchcraft that can give you a deeper look into the world of queer witches from the author's personal perspectives and experiences. Gay Witchcraft, Empowering the Tribe by Christopher Penzak. Castle's Encyclopedia of Queer Myth, Symbol, and Spirit, Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, and Transgender Lore by Randy P. Connor, Queer Magic, LGBT+, plus Spirituality, and Culture from Around the World by Thomas Prower, and Queering Your Craft, Witchcraft from the Margins by Cassandra Snow. In the end, the thing that all queer witches seem to have in common is a desire to feel empowered, the freedom to be themselves and to explore their identities, and the ability to create otherness in a world that would rather we shy away from it. But that's it. I hope you learned a few things about queer witchcraft that you can incorporate into your practice or that you can be mindful of when developing yourself and your community. There's currently a whole bunch of birds outside of my window that are just going off, so I hope this is not too annoying. If it's not, enjoy the wonderful sounds of nature. <laughs> but if you'd like to support this podcast in creating more content, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Evergreen and gain access to additional content or make a one-time donation to my Ko-Fi page at ko-fi.com slash Elaine Evergreen. I do upload to my Patreon, 
I don't do much content upload onto my Ko-Fi page. That's more of just a little donation place for me. But I'd love to hear from you all. So if you ever have any questions about certain attributes of an item, you want some witchy advice, or you just want to share something about your magical practice, please submit a message to me on my Anchor page at anchor.fm slash witchcraft A to Z. I've shared the link in the description of this podcast, as well as any resources I may have used during the research for this episode. Don't forget to rate and subscribe where you listen to podcasts and share with anyone you know who needs just a little more magic in their life. Until next time, witches!